So, welcome to the Entrepreneur's Trust podcast. Today, the question is, are you ready? Are you ready to launch? Are you ready to go? Are you ready to monetize? Are you ready to make some money from your idea? Now, the reason I'm doing this one is for a number of reasons. I I know entrepreneurs spend a lot of time preparing for that time when they launch. Um, we do an awful lot of work on our business plans, our business model canvas. We do a lot of market tests. We develop our prototypes. We test our prototypes. We get all our supply chain um, ready to go. We do endless amount of work on our branding, our logos. But what I have seen is different types of entrepreneurs decide when they're ready in different ways. And it's interesting that one entrepreneur thinks he's ready and hasn't got much, and another entrepreneur isn't ready, but has got an awful lot of work done. So I think it's useful to explore that and look at what is the right way or the wrong way, or if there's a right way and there's a wrong way. So so what is the launch? Well, it's for me, the launch is being able and ready to take an order and deliver your product or service and charge for it. So I'm not talking about the consumer test, the industry test. I'm not talking about having an MVP ready. That's the minimal viable product. I'm talking about actually going out, getting a customer and taking money off them for the work that you believe you can and should and will do for them. Another aspect of launch could be launching for your fundraise and that's because you have already been selling your service and are now ready to to scale up your business and that's going to investors to go into the banks um, or go ahead and doing a uh, working on a license deal I think there are two positions that an entrepreneur is in they're either 100% ready or they are less than 100% ready. So the 100% ready state, they feel they have done everything they need to be perfectly ready to go for business. They have their product, their packaging, their pricing, their processes in place. That was an amazing set of peas, wasn't it? I didn't plan that. And they are so confident that they are basically willing to to bet their entire business on going for the launch. And at that type situation, you're probably well-funded. You've probably got a good team in the business. You've probably done a huge, huge amount of work to get ready for that state, to get ready for that position. I don't know how long you've been preparing to get to that position, but you've probably spent a lot of time. You're probably a little bit nervous, a little bit weary, anxious about that that launch button being pressed. And then the other state is when you're less than 100%, you're probably around 65 to 85% ready. You are at the point where you've done a fair amount of work, you've got a very clear idea, 
of what your product and service is. You've got something in hand that you can show, that you could deliver an offer. Um, you are probably a smaller business. Your mindset is probably a bit more adventurous. You are also unsure of what the market will do with your product. And you know you're unsure, whereas 100% ready organization and entrepreneur believe they are sure what the market will do. But that's their, their belief. Whereas the early stage entrepreneur, the one who's willing to be less than, the one who's willing to put a product that is less than 100%, knows they're not sure, knows there is work to be done, and there is work that what they know they haven't got it 100% ready. So before I go on talking about whether, well, which one is correct or, or, or incorrect, I just want to first make a challenge to the 100% ready position. Are you 100% ready? How can you be 100% ready? If you've done any form of testing on your product, that's probably with a subset of the group, the audience group that you're going to be selling to, and there's no chance in hell that you have a fully accurate perspective of what the reality is it's unlikely that with whatever level of testing that you are able to read the mind of the market and the audience and know exactly how they're going to think and receive your product so I challenge the view that you are actually 100% ready I don't think it's possible that you can be 100% ready I think it's a huge risk to believe you're 100% ready and I, I don't think it's an accurate position to put yourself in and I think you are taking a huge risk with your business to believe that you're 100% ready. For example, you may have decided to make a, your product and order huge quantities of them finish the packaging, get your advertising all booked and ready, but you've only done a, m a small amount of testing with a small part of the industry that you're going to be selling to. And let's see, let's say what, uh, what happens. Let's imagine you actually do launch a product and you go out and sell it and the market reaction is not what you expect. That's, that's the position that you needed to be in before you launched. But now you have launched, everything is set. You can't change, you can't redo. Or if you do redo, it's very, very expensive. If you've got lots of product, it might well sit there in storage for a lot longer than you think. You might have to change the price, you might have to change the, the way you attack the market. So believing that you're 100% ready is a huge risk to take. I'm not saying it's not one you shouldn't take at all, but I think you should accept that is a huge risk that you're taking, and it's a bit of a gamble. So if you accept the reality of that, and you know that, then you should also be aware and ready for the downside aspect of that position. It may mean having a, a strategy to clean up if, if you do so fail, 
it may mean uh, understanding the impact that that risk might have on your career and your business and your colleagues and your team. But it's just knowing that the reality of being thinking that you're 100% ready. Now let's look at the, the one that's not, who knows they're not ready. Well, their reality is probably a bit more open-minded. They probably want to get on with doing business. They probably accept that, well, they've probably got some pressure on them to launch, but they know they can't get 100% ready within the time space. They've got limited resources. They can't fund perfection. But when I have more positives, I can't be balanced on this one. I, I think if you're less than 100% ready and you still go out there to market, I think that's a laudable position and it's one that should be praised um, because you know you're going to have to make changes. Hopefully, you're not going out there with a huge amount of product you're not putting a huge amount of resource in marketing you're not making um, huge um, bets in, in the product or you're not making things that cannot be changed this is probably more suitable for a smaller on company smaller business um, in an industry where there is novelty uh, where you have something a bit more unique whereas the one that's 100% ready is probably going to be in a very, very competitive position where they have to go big or they have to go broke. Um, where if they don't have a product that is ready to go, the competition are going to eat them up. And that's fair enough. And perhaps they're doing the launch for more than just sales. They're doing it for market position. They're doing it for um, playing the competition game. They're doing it for industry reviews, maybe they're a listed company and they need that for their stock valuation um, to be retained. But going back to the, the less than 100% ready company, they know that they're going to have to make a huge amount of changes and they're open to that and they're using this launch as an opportunity to, to see how the market adopts their product, how it reacts to the product. Um, and they're going to get a huge amount of benefit from the real, the 100% real market feedback. So the value of that is that they've got time to get it right, to make improvements, to make changes. It's a low-risk strategy because they're not uh, taking a huge gamble on being perfect. They're all, what they're also doing is building a community of industry adopters, that they can talk to, get feedback from, that will be involved in the product as it develops. And because they've got this community, they can then um, work backwards with them to improve the product. And as they improve the product, these people will then become early advocates of the product because they were part of the um, development process. You can take all of the Kickstarter products uh, on the Kickstarter um, website or crowdsource funding websites as um, being in that position where you know they are really putting themselves out there to get feedback and to improve their product. I hope they are. And I hope they're not 
using that to launch their 100% ready product. Um, and it's also a good, if you're new to uh, being an entrepreneur, it's a good way to learn the processes because you're going to put yourself in that, that baptism on fire and you're going to get lots of little burns, but you'll learn from it, a huge amount from that. But as long as you're aware and open that you are going to have to make some changes um, and be open to knowing that they could be from any aspect of the business. I think my my suggestion and recommendation for early stage entrepreneurs is go out to the market as early as you can. I mean, firstly, you need to protect your your product, your business, your your innovation, and that means you may well need to do a patent. You might need design registration or copyright, or you need to secure the supply chain that you need to make and deliver the product. But once you have that security of the innovation, I think it's better to go out early as possible. Um, your packaging doesn't have to be perfect. Your branding doesn't have to be perfect. Your your uh, offering doesn't have to be perfect. But just let people know what they're getting when they take your service. That they are that you are in the process of finessing it and improving it, and and really be open to the mistakes you're going to make and be really welcoming um, to the feedback you get and don't be defensive just you know if somebody complains about a product that you've delivered serve them like the most important customer ever to you and welcome the fact that they came back to you and mind that opportunity for research to improve the product and ask them a lot more than you normally would it's not just a a customer service situation it's a market research it's a product development it's a pricing um, discussion that you can have with them the more you open yourself up to the lessons that will come from putting out a product that's not 100% the better your next stage will be and then actually make those improvements that the customers want to see that are viable for your product because then it becomes the product that they want as well as the product that you want to deliver and the next phase of your launch you will have an improved product service with a better price um, a better package better branding better processes Um, And you will have the feedback uh, that you can use to help sell it forward to the next stage. You'll have that that social proof that you need to sell it to the the next stage of people along the innovation adoption curve. So um, go early, uh, be open to the change. And when you get that feedback, actually use that feedback to make the change, to make the changes. So this is a relatively short podcast. Um, I think this is a really important one. Um, I hope you've got something from it. If you have any questions, get in touch. Uh, and, And I certainly welcome your feedback to our podcast. Thank you very much.